you know, looking at the market on Tuesday, where there were there were three big stories out there. Um, and the one that we didn't expect, of course, was the CDC and FDA coming through and putting at least a pause on the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Then there was some there is continuing concern about the possibility of a bubble with uh, Bitcoin and Coinbase coming public on Wednesday. But the the one that really got me was the fear of inflation. The consumer, uh, the, the latest consumer inflation numbers were out, and there was a buzz on the street that we were going to see a big spike. I think there was a sigh of relief, but the man who can tell us all, all about all that is Dr. Robert A. Dye, Senior Vice President, Chief Economist at Comerica Bank, who joins us right now. Good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Good to be here. You know, I really hadn't I hadn't seen this coming, but evidently there was a whisper number out there that we were going to see the consumer price index up, I don't know, seven or eight tenths of a percent, and maybe the year-over-year numbers spiking way above two and a half percent? Well, we did see some pressure on the producer price index, which came out a couple of days ago. That was up 1% for, for March for the month and 4.3 year-over-year. But producer price inflation doesn't have to translate one for one into consumer price inflation because all sorts of efficiencies can happen and so on. But we did get a fairly hot CPI for March, up six tenths uh, now for the month and now 2.6% year over year. So let's call it warm, but not quite as hot as, as feared. Uh, but certainly there is a concern out there uh, about the potential for inflation to, to increase and then what Fed policy might do in response to that. You know, and there seems to be a response on the part of the Fed to go out and spread the word that there'll be a little uptick in inflation, but don't worry about it. It's not going to kill us. I, I've never seen, I don't think I'd ever seen the chairman of the, of the Fed as bullish as he was on 60 Minutes the other night. Oh, absolutely. The Fed has, has firmly planted their their flag in the ground on inflation. And Richard Clarida, one of the governors, uh, I was very note, uh, noteful of, of his comments last Friday saying that he's going to wait until the end of this year to look at fourth quarter inflation before he makes that call. Now, that gives the Fed a lot of cover to do nothing and basically to keep policy very accommodative through the entirety of this year before they reevaluate what's going on with inflation. You know, usually these guys don't want to get be dug in like that. They want to have the ability to to change their minds or move around or adapt to what happens. This seems to be a different mindset. They seem to be speaking to us, <laughs> trying to calm us down. Well, I, I think the Fed is very seriously t- taking this notion of its, of its policy review from last year and really wants to convey it has a different view on inflation. And, you know, we've been around in the business for a while. We're used to thinking of the Fed in certain terms and not tolerating above 2% inflation. And 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 that's sort of the, the old mindset. The new mindset is the Fed is going to tolerate above 2% inflation. Yeah. And we have to believe them. And we have to believe them this year uh, uh, because we're now over uh, 2% to 2.6 on the CPI and other measures are, are running pretty hot as well. So this is a new policy response from the Fed to tolerate this much inflation. So is the word being accepted uh, on, on the part of Comerica Bank corporate customers? Are they are they sufficiently uh, 
uh, assuage from any sort of inflation numbers beating them up? Are new construction projects going out? Are they borrowing money and, and expanding? Well, uh, we'll have to break this down into two parts because I've been talking about the Fed response to inflation, but certainly uh, 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 clients are feeling inflation. Uh, you know, if you if you look at the, something like the ISM manufacturing index or the ISM services index, l- lumber prices, every price, every commodity input you can name uh, right now is up in price. So lumber, metals, uh, petroleum, uh, pro- petroleum products. So it's across the board, and so we are seeing very strong inflationary pressure at the producer level some at the consumer level, and the Fed has told us they're going to let this economy run hot to reflate. You know, what they used to say about the producer price index, which used to be called the the wholesale, and then there was the retail, the consumer, is that sometimes wholesalers couldn't pass along the price increases to the retail customers, so they'd end up eating it. And, and it translated into to lower corporate profits. Is that what is that what's going on? I, I think we'll see some of that. I think we're going to see a whole mix here. I mean, there's there's inventory effects, there's substitution effects. There's a lot going on in that translation from producer prices uh, to consumer prices. I have my own little pet theory here that there's been enough demand destruction out there that we don't have to reflate the economy back to 100% on any given business. Because if, you've, if you're an airline and you've gotten rid of 20% of your fleet, uh, retired it, uh, it, you don't have to get back up to 100% of your pre-pandemic travel to be maxed out on capacity. So I think there's going to be some capacity constraints here uh, uh, to come as this economy gets geared up massive amount of fiscal stimulus, accommodative monetary policy, this economy is going to get geared up this summer and into the fall. Are we repeating history or are we making history with this period right now? <laughs> You're a student of economics. Well, uh, you know, they, they say you never cross the same bridge twice and 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 I don't, or same river twice. I, I don't think we're repeating history here, but uh, what, what always happens, and I, I don't want to be uh, too much of a, a naysayer for the Fed, is, is we're, we're doing new things and we're going to make new mistakes. And, and maybe one of the new mistakes right now could very well be, and big capital C on that could, could be not taking inflation seriously enough. Now, there are some economic heavyweights out there, and I'm not putting myself in that camp, but if you follow Larry Summers, he is very concerned about the economy heating up and the potential for inflation. And, and you know, so and, and there is a group of macroeconomists out there that are taking the opposite view of, of the Fed right so now. So we're making history then. Yes. Yeah, this is definitely a new place for the U.S. economy, a vastly expanded government support, uh, not only with massive fiscal stimulus, but now with potential for a huge infrastructure program to follow ongoing accommodative policy. This is new territory. Let me let me hit you with a couple other things while I've got you. The supply chain. I, I thought I thought this was, you know, sacrosanct that we had this supply chain thing down, and that you didn't have to have, you know, shelves full of inventory. You could it was just in time. And now the whole supply chain seems to be broke breaking down i mean and and not just with semiconductor chips so they they can't build cars but lots of other things too well this is a a sort of a reshuffling of global supply chains right now and and 
in one way you can think about it is 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 sort of a china centric supply chain and a us europe centric supply chain that are at least on the margin decoupling a little bit and never completely but but spreading a little bit and, and that does imply that there's going to be some inefficiencies because the reason why we went global on supply chains is for the efficiency effect so backing out of that even slightly applies bringing some inefficiencies back in and if inefficiencies in economics means price pressure and that's exactly what we're saying last uh the, the other hot topic especially with coinbase uh, getting ready to come public, the the cryptocurrency exchange that presumably has a market value greater than that of Goldman Sachs. Um, does a Bitcoin keep you awake at night, worrying? Is is there is there a bubble coming? Can can it do any real damage if it if it does burst? Uh, I think it can do some damage. I I, I I can't really comment on whether there's a bubble or not. I just view it as a highly speculative asset and. Uh, you know, with a tremendous amount of liquidity out there, there's a tremendous amount of stupidity out there. And so hot money wants to go someplace and it's going into Bitcoin. And uh, I just when I talk to clients about this, I always say, just bear in mind that this is a very speculative uh, asset and uh, it will get regulated as soon as someone gets burned enough. You know, they used to call this a currency. And I noticed <laughs> finally we're not calling it a currency anymore right. because nobody in their right mind would would use something as a currency that could drop or for that matter go up uh, you know by a third overnight yep. so it's it's very reminiscent of you know talking about economic history very reminiscent of tulip bulbs in in holland and uh, well, unfortunately uh, these these things tend to heat up and then people on the downside get caught on the bad side of that See, that's where you have the advantage. I'm too young to remember the tulip bulbs <laughs> in Holland, and I know you were around, uh, when was that, 15th century? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Robert A. Dye, Senior Vice President, Chief Economist at Comerica Bank, and we always appreciate the, the visit. Thank you for your time. Thank you, David. Thanks for more of our conversation with Dr. Dye. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.